Welcome to Journey Church Podcast. It's great to have you with us. Here at Journey, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend's worship experience. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. We hope you enjoy the message. This week was great. JJ, like he said, he was the one that was like cooking. So basically that means we ate cereal and a lot of McDonald's and Pizza Hut or whatever, Little Caesars. But we're here, we made it. My kids' hair might be a little crazy in this week. They might've looked like a hot mess, but nobody died. I guess that's the important thing, right? Can we give it up for the moms again real quick? It's important that we really, that our moms know how much we love them. And we here at Journey love you so much that we got you a gift. So before you leave here, make sure when you go in the lobby that you get your gift. And we think that you're the bomb. So because we think you're the bomb, we basically got you a bath bomb. So it's cute, right? Like most moms want flowers. The other day, my, my husband so graciously made this video with my kids and they're like, He's like, if you had any, money, any amount of money in the world, what would you buy mom? And my youngest was like, flowers. And he's like, really? If you had all the money in the world, it would be flowers? He's like, I don't know. That's what the movies say. <laughs> so we didn't want to just get you flowers. Hopefully you have a bathtub. You can throw that in. If not, put the kids in the sink and throw it in there. Let them have fun with it. I don't know. Just do something with it. It's good. I also wanted to let you know, if I know today is bring your mom to church day, but if your mom brought you here today, you need to know that your mom really loves you so much that she took time out of her day where you basically got to do anything that she says. Um, she took time out of her day instead of going to brunch or whatever to bring you to church because she knows that if you get connected with God, then you'll find a full life and you'll also be able to discover your purpose. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. The funny thing is that my husband, um, he asked me to preach once a year, teach on Mother's Day. Next year, I'm like, no, not on Mother's Day. I want to break on Mother's Day. I want to be able to just hang out and not have to eat pizza that week. But anyways, <laughs> um, you need to know as well, like discovering your purpose is really important, you know? And it's, it's important that we don't just live our lives like just there. And when my husband asked me to preach about discovering your purpose, I'm like, I preach once a year and I gotta answer the question, what am I here on this earth for? Like seriously, that's the topic that you give me? Like you couldn't give me something else a little bit like, find freedom no god like that's so much easier but anyways so but then i thought you know what i could do this because i'm a parent and any parent knows like your kids are always asking like deep questions like the other day my son is like how does god live in heaven but then he also lives in my heart and i'm like yeah um he's like a superhero and his superpower is he's omnipresent so he's there and he's here and he was like oh okay and i love that about kids that they just believe everything that you say but it's 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 complicated <laughs> It's complicated because it's not like, what's the purpose of a chair, you know, to sit? What's the purpose of my legs to walk? It's like, what's the purpose of your life? So instead of talking on the topic of just what's your purpose, but what's the point? You know, what is the point? That, I feel like that really answers the question better. Like, wh what's the point of me waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning and getting dressed and beating traffic to go to work? And what's the point of working hard 
in school and then getting out of school and then having to work hard to pay off the debt. What's the point of me having to go to counseling? Like, what's the point of, of trying to work on my marriage and trying to figure out how to communicate with a person that I thought it was easy to communicate before and all of a sudden I got to work at it? Like, what's the point? And if anybody can relate to that, it's me because I'm a pastor, but more importantly, I'm a mom. And I say, what's the point every time I do laundry every week, right? Like, What's the point? I swear that I just washed the laundry and then it's like full again. Like how in the world do four people wear so many clothes in like seven days? Like my kids helped me with the laundry the other day. Where did all these clothes come from? They kept asking. Like they just didn't understand. So that's the title of today's talk. What's the point? And it's important that we understand what's the point in our lives because if we don't, we are a hot mess. Like we have nothing, we feel like we have nothing to live for. And this idea of trying to figure out specifically what's the point of our lives, what's our purpose, reminds me of a story that I heard recently about Greyhound racing. Now I know some of you dog lovers have heard that, I'm a dog lover too, by the way, but that dog racing is actually outlawed in Florida because the dogs were being mistreated. And so this is a side note, I have nothing to do with my message, but if you're looking to adopt a dog, you can Google it, greyhound dogs that are displaced from racing. But anyways, um, so the, the greyhounds, basically like whenever they did dog racing at the time that they did it, it's different than horse racing. Horse racing, you have a jockey that sits on top of the horse and he's the one that kicks the horse to go. Well, greyhound racing is different because the way that they get the dog to run around the track is they capitalize on the fact that greyhounds were bred for chasing animals and for hunting and so what they did was they make this mechanical rabbit and so they have the dogs like in these little cubicles with a door in front of them and then they let the mechanical rabbit go not a real rabbit obviously and then they open the doors and the dogs go chasing after the rabbit well one time a couple years ago here in florida they let the rabbit go it was fine one time around the track the second time around the track the rabbit blew up and like there was like rabbit hair everywhere and like wires everywhere and then the dogs because they had no purpose of running then they didn't know what to do with themselves so like one of them just like took a nap in the middle of the track and then like I guess he was tired from running I'm like one lap seriously and then like a group of them were like looking at the crowd and like barking at them and then one of them he kept running poor thing but he had like no direction he had no focus and so he ended up running into the fence and hurting himself and so that's kind of a, a a sad but true picture of our lives when we don't have purpose right we one of three things either happens either we just give up on life like the dog who took a nap or we just point at other people and blame them for the discontentment we feel with our own lives or we start running into things that hurt us and so that's why it's so important to know your purpose. The Bible says it this way in Proverbs 29, 18. If people can't see, if you don't have a Bible, you can look on the screen, by the way. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. When they attend to what he reveals, they are the most blessed. And you might be here and you're saying to yourself, okay, I get it. So I need to have a purpose, a goal to my life, a reason for living. Otherwise, I'm going to be a mess. So then how do I do that? Well, in our house, my husband's really big on like, just Google it. Like everything. Like the other day I had a rash. He's like, Google it. Like we have an issue with our grass. He's like, Google it. He's like, I don't understand nowadays how people can't figure stuff out. All you have to do is Google it. Like everything. He's like a go-getter, figure everything out. We'll Google. Well, I tried to Google this time 
what's the point? And I do not suggest that you Google the words, what's the point? It was really bad. Half the websites are like, what's the point? What's the reason for living anyways? Like, there's no point anyways. It was depressing. So if you can't figure out what's the point with Google, then, you've, then what about an instruction manual? And so how many of you, whenever you build something, you are like, the first thing you do, like if you buy something you have to build, the first thing you do is pull out the instruction manual, like all the way to the T, yeah, like read the instruction. And then how many of you are like, I'll just figure it out along the way, like it's fine, yeah. You guys are probably the ones that the first time you came to Journey you got lost because you didn't want to read the instruction, like you didn't want to follow MapQuest or Google Maps, that's what it's there for. Well, I was raised by a man who, again, my father, lovely father, I love you dad, by the way, I know it's not Father's Day, but I love you. But I'm about to say some funny stuff. And so <laughs> I gotta like put that in front of it. So he is all about like, we'll just figure it out along the way. Like as a child, I was nervous when he would build my bike or my toys or whatever. I'm like, dad, there's an instruction manual. But so he bought my, there's a problem because he bought my kids a playground about two years ago for Christmas, which is awesome. And I needed that because I needed to get the kids out of the house sometimes because they get crazy and run laps inside the house. And I homeschool them and I'm like, I can't with you right now. And so like, he bought me that, so I'm like, great. But the problem was that he was like, I spent a lot of money on that, so I don't think we can hire somebody to put this together. I'm thinking, man, but I know how you are when you put stuff together. Like, you don't like to read the instruction manual. And so I was like, this is gonna be bad. And then, so then I call my father-in-law, which he's a contractor, and I was like, he can definitely help. Like, because if my dad doesn't read the instruction manual, we'll figure it out. Well, he came, but the problem was that my dad is the type of person that like, takes control of every situation, right? Like, he was like, no, we don't need that. Like, we're fine without it. And I'm like, oh God. And my husband was like chasing him with the instruction manual because they kept, putting stuff together and then having to pull it apart because they, they wouldn't read the instructions. And my poor father-in-law there, he's probably thinking like, I know that this doesn't go this way, but like, you're in charge, all right, fine. And so, but then at the end, the funny thing was that there was like a box of screws left over. And I was like, oh, this is bad. And I'm like, dad, um, what, why is there a box of screws left over? And he's like, because they have no purpose. Like there was just extra. And so like, by the way, like whenever like heavier kids come over and they start swinging on the swings, I'm like, get off, get off. Because that thing is like rock. I'm like, big kids can't be, this is for little kids, that's it. Anyways, but like the reason why I share that story is because I feel like that's the way we try to live our lives. Like we try to figure everything out on our own and that doesn't even make any sense when there's, and, and we even try to consult with experts, but it doesn't make any sense to do that when we have a God up above who created us and he created us for a specific purpose. So why are we trying to figure it out on our own when he's the one that designed us and created us? You know, why, why, are we, why are we trying to figure it out on our own when we can go to the manufacturer? Like he knows what he designed us for. And maybe you're here today and you say to yourself, that's great and all, but I don't really feel like I have a purpose. Like maybe you feel like those extra screws that are to the side, but you know, God doesn't work that way. He makes, Everything that he makes, there's a purpose to it. He doesn't make extra screws. When he created you, he didn't say, oh, here's some, no, he does not create extra screws. Everything that he makes has a purpose. And the Bible says in Psalms that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. It doesn't mean that he was scared when he made you. Fearfully means that he was in awe and he had a specific purpose for your life. And the Bible also says that all your days are written in his book. So not only did he make you for a specific purpose, but for the exact purpose he had for you because he had a plan 
laid out whenever he made you. So if your mom told you that you were a mistake, you're not. Because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And the Bible says it this way. And, and this way, we are like various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. And this is the part I highlighted. Each of us finds our meaning and function as part of the body. So of course, sometimes maybe you feel like you don't have a meaning or a purpose, but it's not that you don't have a meaning or a purpose. It's that you have yet to connect who you are and how God created you, like the Bible says, to the body of Christ. So it's like saying, what's the point of having a box of loose screws hanging around? What's the point of having those screws there if they're not connected to the project that they were created for? That's like saying, what's the point of having a gift with kids, like, you know those people that kids always flock to? I was talking to Charlie the other day, cause like, or today, because like my kids always run to him and they always wanna hang out with him. And there's other people here that they're like that. It's like, what's the point of having that gift with kids and having patience with them? Patience, y'all. Like, I think that's why God only gave me two kids. Cause he's like, that's all you can handle, girl. I, like, you will not find me teaching your kids in the kids ministry, cause I would just put them all in time out. Like, I have no patience, but there's people who have that gift. And, and, and can teach kids. And what's the point of having that gift if you're not gonna use it in the kids' ministry? What's the point of having a great smile and a welcoming attitude? If you're not out there in the front welcoming people and hugging them, there's people who come in here broken and they need that from you. And you're the one that has that gift. And more importantly, at your job, because not just here, but at your job. You know, it's not, it's not always having to be like ministry here at the church, but it's important that you do that as well in your job that you discover your purpose and who you are and what you're doing at your job and being able to speak to other people about him. I wrote it this way, when we use the gifts that God has given us for his purpose, it's our gift back to him. So when we use the things, the gifts that God has given us for his purpose, we, that's the way we give it back to him. And you might be here today and you're saying to yourself, well, I don't know what my gift is. I don't know what my purpose is. It's really simple, y'all. We talk about it every Sunday, next steps class. Like it's that easy. There's a test, actually today, after the worship experience that you could take. And it's not a test that's asking like, what kind of fruit did Adam and Eve eat? Like, no, it's not like that. It's like asking about your likes and your dislikes and, and, and the way that you are wired. You know, I took that test like 12 years ago and it said pastor was my spiritual gift. And I remember thinking like, no way, because my dad was a pastor and I saw all the like work that he went through, but I'm here today. And you know what? I could truly say that I am in my purpose. Like this is what I was created for. And that's all you have to do. <laughs> Connect yourself. Find out what your gifts are and connect yourself to the purpose that God has for you. And you know what? It doesn't have to be full-time ministry either. Like, I feel like sometimes people think the only people that reach people are pastors. No, there's like people in your jobs that they, you, only you can reach. Like, I'm not at your job and God has placed you in that job for a specific reason to, to talk to that person about God. You know, there's some friends of ours, like JJ said, that we were hanging out with yesterday. And they were struggling because they feel this called a ministry, but then they're like, but I feel like I'm supposed to be working over here. And the husband was talking about how he's working at this job, but he's able to talk to so many people about God. And he felt like he was truly in his purpose. And like I said, it doesn't have to be full-time ministry either. The other day um, we were at Disney with my son, which by the way, my husband acts like we're at Disney like every week. We're not, okay? Like, 
I think he just feels that way because he doesn't care for Disney as much as I do. So, but anyway, so we're there, we're hanging out. I'm with my son. And the thing I love about him is that he's so random. Like you could tell his mind is going crazy because we're at Disney, there's Mickey and he's like asking me like theological questions like I told you before. And so he, he told me recently he got into video gaming, like he loves video games. And he, he was saying how much he loves video games. And he recently found out that you can have a professional job creating video games. And so he, he told me that day when we we're hanging out at Disney, he's like, Mom, I want to be a professional video gamer. And I'm like, that's cool, Bobby. And he's like, no, but I'm really sad. And I'm like, why? He's like, because I think that God will get upset at me if I become a professional video gamer than a pastor. And I'm like, no, just because your dad is a pastor doesn't mean that you have to be a pastor. He's like, but isn't that what I have to do to make God happy? And I'm like, no, God, what? And then my husband's like, well, what if you make a, a video game that makes people happy and God likes when people are happy? And I'm like, yeah, what if you make a video game about Jesus and his life? I don't know. Or what if like you, you go to your job and you're able to talk to somebody about God? Because, you know, like the... The gifts that we have, it doesn't always have to be something that we use in ministry. It could be ministry at your job and what you're doing. And you know what? I'm not so concerned with his future. Like, he's more, like, stressing out about his future than I am. Like, poor five-year-old, like, what am I going to do with my future? Like, I'm not even that worried about it. You know why? Because I'm more concerned about the homework that he's doing because I homeschool him, so I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about him cleaning his room and figuring out how to get along with his brother. Why? Because I know that he's going to find purpose in whatever he does. Because purpose isn't something that you find. Purpose is something you discover while doing the things that God has already asked you to do. You can find purpose in whatever job you're doing. And that's what happened with Moses. If you're new to church, then you don't know about Moses, it's fine. Moses, all you need to know about him is basically a man who led the Israelites, God's people, out of slavery. And so... Before he did that, he was entrusted with his father-in-law's sheep. And I want to read what the Bible says about that. Exodus 3, 1 through 4. One day Moses was taking care of sheep and goats of his father-in-law Jephro, the priest of Midian. And Moses decided to lead them across the desert, the holy mountain. Now this part's important. It says, there an angel of the Lord appeared from a burning bush. Moses saw that bush was on fire, but it was not burning up. This is strange, he said to himself. I'll go over and see why the bush isn't burning up. When the Lord saw Moses coming near the bush, he called him by name. And Moses answered, here I am. So those of you who do know about the Bible, which might not, you know, probably like just a small amount of us, because that's how Journey Church is. Like we're all about just people who maybe don't know about God, and it's all good. That's what I love about it. But how many of you guys think that Moses discovered his purpose when an angel came and spoke to him through the burning bush? How many of you guys? Yeah, a few of you guys. I mean, when I, when I read the Bible as a kid, that's what I thought. Like he didn't know what his life purpose was until he an angel came and spoke to him through the burning bush, but that's not really the case. I realized when I read this and when I was preparing for this that Moses had his purpose when he was taking care of his father-in-law's sheep because he didn't wake up that day and say, oh, I'm going to go take the sheep over here and then an angel is going to come you know, through the bush with fire. Like He had no idea that God was going to speak to him and tell him what was the next thing he was going to do. He didn't wait to find his purpose when the angel spoke to him. He had his purpose in what he was doing at the moment. See, God used that situation where he was taking care of his father-in-law's sheep 
to prepare him for the sheep that he was going to take care of, which was God's sheep. God used that time that he had to deal with those stubborn sheep to prepare him to take care of, of, of God's sheep, those stubborn sheep that he had to take care of. God used that, that time that he had to, to deal with his father-in-law's flock to get him ready to prepare him for the time that he was dealing with God's flock. And so you might be at your job and you're like, I don't understand why I'm at this job. Like I'm painting, I'm flipping houses, or I'm flipping burgers, like whatever it is that you're flipping, whatever you're doing. And you might feel like you don't have purpose in what you're doing. But you know the Bible says that the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by God. So if you're in that job right now, that's where God has placed you. And so many times I feel like people are looking for the future, like the purpose that's in their lives in the future. But no, like God has you in that place for a reason. So you just got to figure out what that purpose is in the job that you're in because he's not going to graduate you to the next thing until you really fulfill the purpose that he has for you in that moment. I wrote it this way so you can remember. If we find purpose in the mundane, God will give us extraordinary responsibility. If we find purpose in what we're doing now, then God knows that he could trust you for the extraordinary. And just like God used that time that Moses was taking care of the sheep and his past experiences, God will also use your present pain and the present situations that you're in to prepare you for what he has for your future. And so... I know that we've shared this story many times here at Journey Church, but we also have a lot of new people here. And it, the only reason why we share this story that I'm about to share is because it was such a pivotal moment in mine and my husband's life. Um, for those of you who don't know, we got pregnant with our third child in 2015, but we also found out that um, in one of the sonograms that he was sick. And so they found out that he was... Um, his heart was enlarged and they couldn't find his kidneys and I lost a lot of like the amniotic fluid so they couldn't even see what's going on. So it was basically like us just like going along with the pregnancy, not even really knowing what's going on because they couldn't always see what was going on in my womb. And it was a really difficult time and to make a long story short, so you got to spare you the details, you know what happened. We basically had our son, but he ended up, you know, when we had him, he passed away like seven hours later. And it was a really difficult time, but the, the point that I really want to focus on was I remember the week that we found out that he was sick. And I remember, like, all these people kept sending me text messages and Bible verses, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with that right now. Like, I'm just upset right now. Like, I, I, need, I need some answers. And I remember my sister is always the one that, like, you know those people in your life who are just super real? Like, they'll just tell you like it is. And she was like, so I called her, and I'm like, Lisa, I don't understand what's the point. Like, why would God give me a child that he's just gonna take away? Like, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, why would he do that? And, and I remember her trying to encourage me the best way she could, and she told me, you know what? I can't answer that for you because I'm not God, but God doesn't do things for no reason. There has to be a point. And I'm like, the only way I could figure it out is if God would heal my baby and then people would be like, oh, God is real, you know, because he healed her, her son. But that's not what happened. And then all the while I'm trying to figure out what's the point? Like we were youth pastors at the time. I'm like, why would God do that to us? And I had such a hard time with it. But then I realized, sorry, I realized that there was a point to that whole situation. You know, God brought us through that. And I only cry because... It was tough, but God really took us through that situation. I remember being at the hospital. As soon as I had the baby, the nurses came in and they were trying to give me all these depression pills. And, and I'm like, 
I'm fine. Like, I, we never fell into depression, my husband or myself. Like, none of our family. Why? Because we had a good church um, at the time that we were attending that surrounded us in prayer. And, but we got through that situation. And then I later, later realized that the point of what he, why he did that was because he, he was trying to show us, like, a new level of trust in him. Like, we trusted him up until that point. But the, point, the part that I didn't tell you guys was that we found out he was sick, like, literally a month after we decided to start this church. Because that's sometimes what happens. Like, when you step into the purpose that God has for you, you need to know that sometimes there's a target on your back, and the devil might attack you. But that doesn't mean you won't get through it. And, and that's what happened to us. And that's what happened to us. Like, he showed us that, that we could trust him because he took us through that. So whenever we went through hard times starting this church, because it was so hard. Like, we talk to people nowadays, and they're like, you guys started a church? That's hard. I'm like, I know, but you know what? It wasn't as hard as losing a baby, and we got through that, so we could definitely get through this. And you know what else I figured out? It wasn't just the trust. The other thing I figured out, what was the point of that? Rick Perez was the point of that. I don't know if you guys don't know Rick Perez because he's always in the back. I think he's sitting here now, and he, but he was serving in the media team. He serves on our media team now, but before he, he wasn't connected with God. He, he didn't, maybe he didn't feel like he had a purpose. And like I said, he wasn't connected to God. And we had been blogging all the while about this whole situation. And, and one of the blog posts, Rick Perez, wrote a comment and this is what he wrote hey pastor I just felt like I had to say something I struggle with my past and the things that have led me to where I am now for whatever reason my heart has grown cold and numb to basically everything including God I study and pray a lot but it's difficult to be emotional and feel that is the next step for me in my walk with Jesus I read this journey you are on and before I finished the first sentence I immediately felt the Holy Spirit and began expressing my emotions and I think that's just a manly way of saying I was crying I love you, Rick. <laughs> I have three kids and I will pray my hardest for your family. One thing you can be sure of, your unborn child has opened my heart and helped me feel and express God's love. I am grateful. May God continue to pour his blessings upon us. Rick Perez and all of you guys that are here today and all of you guys that come to journey are the reason why. I had to lose my son and that might be difficult, but you have to understand that sometimes God does things that doesn't make any sense like to most people. Like, why would he do that? But God uses those situations to prepare you for the great things that he has for you. And then when you realize that, then you also understand that when your purpose is bigger than your problems, then your problems don't look so big anymore. So before I used to say, what's the point of God giving me a child to take him away? But now I flip, what's the point? Now it's, what's the point of me being upset that my child has been taken away when all of these people, thousands of people are getting to hear the gospel of the Lord right now? So I'm here to tell you today, you might be feeling like, what's the point of my son or daughter not serving God right now? Like, I don't understand why this is happening. Like, I don't get this. Maybe God is using that situation because he wants you, just like he did with me, to learn a new level and trust in him. Maybe you're trying to figure out, what's the point of my future? I, I'm, I mean, what's, what's, what's the point? Like, what am I supposed to do? And you're stressing. What's the point of stressing out? When you have a God who's in control of every situation that you're going through, God loves you and he cares for you 
And it's just like my sister told me, what's the point of you getting upset? It's gonna be okay. And I'm here to tell you that today. Don't worry, don't fear, don't doubt in what God is doing in your life. He has all things in control. And he was taking care of you up until now. What makes you think he won't take care of you in the next step? And if you're here today and you say to yourself, well, and maybe this is your first time here or you feel like you don't, you're not connected to your creator, I wanna give you an opportunity today to make that decision today. And I cannot promise you that you're not gonna ask yourself what's the point anymore because us as Christians, we ask ourselves that all the time. But the difference now is that you will have a God that will be able to answer that question for you. And so if we can all bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for today, my God. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for all the moms that are here today. Lord, I pray right now that every per person that's in this building, my God, that doesn't have a relationship with you, would realize that, my God, and make a decision today. And if that's you today, if you feel like, it, it doesn't even have to be that you feel like you don't have purpose. Maybe you just feel like you need to get connected to God. Maybe the point of today was for you to come here and, and reconnect your life with God. And maybe you did have a relationship with him before and you turned your back on him and you realized that you need him in your heart. On the count of three, I'm gonna ask that you raise your right hand as a sign, as a symbol to God, saying, God, I invite you back into my life. On the count of three, one, two, three. I see that hand, I see your hands. You can put your hand down. Church, if you can pray this prayer with me, and those of you who raise your hand, if you can pray this prayer as well. Loud and proud, so your heart hears it and the devil hears it. Dear God, I'm here in front of you today, realizing that I need to include you in my life. I've been trying to do this alone, but I invite you to walk with me now. Come into my heart and help me. In your name I pray, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by this message. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. If you would like to share your testimony or if you have any prayer requests, please email us amen at journeyorl.com where we'll have a team of people ready to celebrate with you and pray with you. Also, if you would like to help support the ministry of Journey Church in a financial way, you can do so by visiting journeyorl.com and choosing the giving option. Or text journeyorl to 77977. We hope you'll join us again soon. Have a great week.